You're listening to Elk Point Baptist Church. Subscribe to our podcast to hear every sermon and like us on Facebook by searching Elk Point Baptist Church, located in Elk Point, South Dakota. You could find your place this morning. I am going to be preaching on a subject and out of a passage. Uh, the initial verse I give you, as I've preached before, but I, there's a passage out of 1 Corinthians that I have never preached um, through, and so I'm excited to do that today. I believe that in the modern church, there is not a ton of preaching addressed toward this particular group of people within the church, Um, but I have been remiss in that myself, and so I want to try to catch up on that. But there's also some principles involved here uh, that I think can help not only those who are married, but those who are uh, single as well. And so I want to start by reading Colossians chapter 2, verse 10. Colossians 2, verse 10. Colossians 2, verse 10. The Bible says in Colossians 2, 10, And ye are complete in Him, which is the head of all principality and power. And I want to read that first part again. And ye are complete in Him. Coming off of Valentine's Day last week, uh, seems like a good time to follow up uh, with a message like this. And ye are complete in Him. And and the thought that I had when I was driving across uh, Missouri yesterday was the thought, you complete me. You complete me. <laughs> and, but you know, when we begin to think about this today, I, I, I think about advertising. Of course, as you travel, you see advertising as you are in the world today. Did you know that the goal of advertising is to steal your contentment by convincing you that you need something whether you need it or you don't. That's the goal of advertising. It is to to steal your contentment, to to start planting seeds in your mind that, you know, maybe I need that brand or maybe I need this particular thing. But I tell you that the devil today has some advertising out there that he does. It's called temptation, but he advertises and he tries to get us to be robbed of our contentment by convincing us that we need something we do not need. Uh, I guess a subtitle to this message on you complete me would be this, single and satisfied. Single and satisfied. Now, I'm not advertising that. That's, that's not me, amen. I'm married and happily married. Uh, but if you are single, you can be single and satisfied because uh, when we think about being completed, if we're not careful, we can buy in to the Hollywood depictions of what romance is and what intimacy is as well. And we can begin to get the idea that we must have somebody else in our life to make us complete. Uh, And I'm sure that I have said those things because I know that when the Lord brought Melanie in my life, the Bible says to Adam that he would make and help meet for him. And uh, and I thank God for what Melanie has meant and uh, in, in my life and the way that God has used her. But I'll be honest with you, even though this message, a lot of it is directed towards singles, the principles, folks, we need to listen to very carefully, each of us, if we're married as well. 
You know why? Because we're going to talk about uh, be, we're going to talk about completeness in Christ. We're going to talk about our calling in Christ, but we're also going to talk about our contentment in Christ. If you, as a married individual, are solely relying on your mate for contentment, you're going to find yourself discontented. We need to find ourselves content in Christ, not our contentment relying on another individual. Now, we need to be content with our mates. Don't misunderstand me here. And I'll try to explain more about that later. But the thing is, is if my spirituality and if my life or my wife's life is dependent on how great of a husband that I happen to be on a given day, guess what? There's going to be a lot of days that I am not the ideal husband. Uh, there's going to be a lot of times to where I am not going to be there for her the way I should be there for her. There's going to be times that I am not as thoughtful as I should be. And that feels like every day uh, to me. Uh, right? I mean, you think about it. We, even those of us that are crazy about our, uh, our wives or those that may be crazy about their husbands, even in that, guess what? We still fall short of doing everything we ought to do sometimes, right? Not in effort, but as far as unreal. So therefore, our contentment as married couples does not need to be on the, how the other person acts toward us or treats us or uh, whatever else it may be. Our contentment needs to be in Christ. And as I, as I thought about that, I heard this illustration just this morning. I thought it was really good. And the illustration was with uh, using keys. I hold in my hands two keys. I hold in my hands two different keys. They're different colored. They're different shaped. Um, the most important thing about these keys is that they have these teeth on them and these lines on them and they're designed in a certain way. These keys individually both have a purpose that they can and will accomplish. This one, I believe, will open up our house. This one would open up a post office box. Uh, they have two different purposes. Right now, they are complete keys. But now, you can take these keys, these complete keys, and you put a ring on it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you put a ring on it, and you put these together, and now, upon this ring, you have... Well, I took them off. All right. Uh, you have this ring. This isn't supposed to be slapstick comedy. It's just my life. Okay. You put a ring on it, and now you have these two that are one. You have these two that are forever together. You have these two that are forever connected on this particular ring, but they are too complete. They did not come become complete when they were put on the ring. They were complete, and then they were put on the ring. And so what we need to understand is that... Um, we need to learn to be complete and content in Christ, whether we're married or whether we're single. Uh, again, Colossians uh, 2.10 says, And ye are complete in Him. Uh, the most complete man ever to live. I was asking, I asked people before Sunday school this morning, I said, I want you to be thinking about some single people in the Word of God that God used and worked through. And as, as I begin to think about, there's, there's a number of them throughout the Word of God. But when I think about the most complete man ever to live, 
lived his entire life on this earth single and celibate. He lived his entire life on this earth single and celibate and he was God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. And even when you go back, we could think of so many others. But think about this. In the very beginning, we talk about God's creation of the home. God created Adam first. He did not create Adam and Eve. He created Adam. Later, He created Eve. But when He made Adam, He didn't make Adam incomplete. He made Adam a man that could walk with him, talk with him. Uh, before Adam was ever married, before Adam ever considered marriage, Adam was a single man that had his heart toward God, had a calling from God that he was to, uh, to, to work the, the garden and so forth. He had to name the animals. He had a calling. He had a purpose. He was a complete man. And then God brought forth Eve, a complete woman. And then then God brought, brought these two complete people together. So He created them both single. Adam had a place to live. He gave him something to do. And I want to say this. He allowed him to be fruitful. Uh, he allowed him to be... Um, uh, have potential in his life. I'll tell you something else God did. God said, we, think, we remember the restriction that God placed on Adam. He said, of every tree of the garden freely eat, but of the one do not eat. And it's funny how much we emphasize you know, the one. But remember this. God said, you know what Adam? I want you to go out there and freely enjoy all these other trees. He's telling Adam, I want you to enjoy being single. Enjoy it before Eve ever came along. And I understand that they got married and now they were to enjoy it together. But God did not say, okay, Adam, I'm going to set you aside here for a while. And then I'll bring a mate to you so that you can serve the Lord. I'll bring a mate to you so that you can accomplish something. Uh, you know, I, I was thinking about this and thought it was interesting. How many ever used to take Sunday drives? Some of you take a Sunday drive every Sunday, man, you commute. But some of you raise your hands, Sunday drives. And I can remember, I don't know if it'd be on Sunday or not, but I remember when me and Melanie were dating that uh, just every once in a while on a certain evening, we would hop in the car with her parents and we would just start driving out across the country. Now, that can be fun and beautiful, but at the same time, it can also be really boring. I'd rather be doing something else. Why? Because where are you going exactly on a Sunday drive? Oh, just here and there, and we'll drive out here, and we'll go around, and at some point we'll come back. Now, I'm not saying there's not a place in life for a Sunday drive. We probably ought to do more of them. But the fact is, some single people, some people that are not married, if they're not careful, they can actually be living their lives like it's a Sunday drive right now. They can be like a plane that has not yet been given the permission to land, and so they're just in a holding pattern. And they're just waiting and waiting uh, for the time to come when they can finally be complete. When they can finally fulfill their purpose. When they can finally quit being this incomplete person out here. Listen, that is not God's way. That is not God's will. I have mistakenly said to single people before and tried to encourage them, especially uh, people that are, are greatly desiring to be married. And there's nothing wrong with desiring to be married. Clearly, God established the home and everything. But you don't have to feel like, number one, you have to be married. Paul, as we'll see in just a moment, 
address that. But number two, you don't have to feel like you're not complete or that you're some kind of, you're less spiritual or you're less, uh, less of a contributor or less important because you are not married and you do not have a family. You, sh- you cannot feel like that. But I have said to people mistakenly, uh, something along these lines, hey, your time is coming. Your day is coming. In other words, there's nothing wrong with that advice advice in one sense. Hey, the time's coming that God's going to bring a woman into your life or a man into your life. And you'll be able to be happy and and live together and and all that. But what I'm kind of implying is this. In the meantime, just keep holding. Just keep on your holding pattern. Just keep on your Sunday drive and maybe while you're out there, you'll run across him or run across her. But that, you know, that's bad. That's not good advice from me. Because the advice is, hey, this is your time. Right now. Amen. This is where God has you in your life right now. You are a single person. And I want to say this. I know that we don't often think of like the, the younger kids as being single. because. But listen, I want you to understand this, kids. Girls and boys, be careful about only finding your contentment in some boy. Amen. You know, some boy that's going to tell you. Because let me tell you something about boys. Uh, I was going to say I used to be one. I guess I technically still am uh, a man. But the thing about... uh, Man, I'm getting off my notes here. I feel like I need to get back. But I just say this. The thing about boys is boys know something. Boys, it don't take them long to figure out something about girls. And that girls seem to be able to respond a lot by what girls hear. And I tell you, boys, once they figure out what a girl wants to hear, they will tell it to you. And they'll tell you whatever you want to hear. Whatever you want to hear. However, since some boy comes along, I mean, uh, speaking all these words, uh, man, you need need to be careful. Amen? Amen. Uh, Don't believe it just because this boy's saying all the things that you want to hear. Okay? Girls, remember that. And boys, the girls figure out something about boys early too. Boys are not as responsive uh, to the things that are said as much as the things that are seen. The things that are seen. There's no wonder fashion designers today uh, try to create... And it just blows my mind. And for some reason, we ignorantly just go along with it sometimes. We're not careful as a society. And especially as Christians in our society, should we not at some point stop and say, wait a second. What am I supposed to be putting on my daughter here exactly? What kind of clothes am I supposed to be buying her as a toddler? I mean, what's going on here? We've got to understand these things. But the point is this. Don't... If, if young person, whether you're a kid, whether you are an adult, whether you're somewhere in between, my main point I want to make is this: find your contentment in Christ. Amen. You are complete in Christ. You don't need to feel like, oh, I have to have some boy in order to be complete, or I have to have some girl in order to be complete and to be content. Folks, if, if I want you to understand something. You will never be content and complete, complete if that's your thinking. Because you're going to get married and you're going to have expectations. And you're going to be expecting this person, oh, now all my desires will be fulfilled. And what you're going to find out, that's not going to always be the case. Uh, somebody once said this, that the only thing harder than living alone and it is living with another person. <laughs> the only thing living alone. Listen, I mean, 
Be so so God created them. He 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 gave him something to do. And I'm telling you, if you're here today and you're saved and you are single, you have something to do and you have an opportunity. You serve the Lord. You can serve the Lord and you don't have to ask somebody, hey, is it okay if we do this? Is it okay if we go over there? Is it okay? Let's pray about whether we go to this other country. Pray about whether we go on this mission trip. You don't have to do it. Hey, I'm going. Amen. <laughs> I'm going. Don't have to worry about it. I mean, enjoy being single, and you can serve the Lord. You don't have to wait until somebody bring, God brings something somebody into your life, so you can enjoy the fruit. You can enjoy your freedom. And when we talk about enjoying this freedom, we understand this: um, that God put restrictions on there, and there's that level of intimacy. God still says, "Don't do things." The, the, the tree that God told them not to eat of was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. He said, you need to let me determine what's good and evil. You don't need to try to figure it out on your own because I'm going to tell you, I'm a holy, righteous God. I can communicate that to you because we can look at things and say, well, you know what? That may not be so bad. When it comes to intimacy, when it comes to uh, coming together as a man and a woman, people can say, oh, well, I love him and I love her and he tells me how much he loves me. And all these things, well, if, if somebody really loves you, they can love you enough to respect you. Amen? Amen. And that goes for the boy and for the girl as well. And so if they love you, they can love you enough to respect you. Right. But I'm telling you, it is God's will uh, I mean, to, to enjoy life as God allows you to within the confines of His truth and His Word. Adam was complete until God told him that he needed a mate. Uh, the key, listen to this, the key to finding the right person is being the right person. Amen. Be the right person. Be a person. Don't be some person that, again, is just dependent on somebody else. Be, some, be sufficient in Christ. Amen. The Bible says we are sufficient in Him. We are complete in Him. And so, uh, I want you to understand something. If you are a single person here, how do you identify yourself? And I'm not getting into all that ridiculous stuff of today uh, as far as identity, who you identify yourself as. But I'm saying this, as identity is this, do you identify yourself as God identifies you? Child of God, do you identify yourself as God identifies you? In other words, we could look at it this way. God says, I'm more than a conqueror through Him that loved us. That's how God identifies me. If you're going around saying you're a loser, then you are not identifying yourself as God identifies yourself. Amen. 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 I mean, God says that we are overcomers. Amen. But if you go around saying identifying yourself as a failure, you are not identifying yourself as God identifies you. And here we go. Singles as well as married people, I'll say this. If you are going around, I want you to understand something. You are not needy, single person. You are not needy. You are complete. Amen. God identifies you as complete. You are complete in Him. You are complete in Him. So you may want to be married, but you don't need to be married. Yeah. You don't need to be married. You may want to be married, and, 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 I, and I know some of y'all went to 1 Corinthians 7 ahead of me right there. The Bible says if you're going to burn, to marry. It's not that we don't have a... Not that there's a place to marry, but as far as our lives are concerned, what about until we get married? Guess what? We need to stay chaste. We need to stay right with God. We need to keep putting God first in our lives. Uh, marriage, we know, uh, is a wonderful, and I should say this, can be a beautiful bonus to our lives. But I'll tell you one thing right now. Getting married does not solve all the troubles in life. 
Getting married does not uh, solve all the troubles in life. And matter of fact, even in the ideal marriage, even in a marriage where you have two people that are committed to Christ and that are really trying to do everything right, I'm telling you, even in those situations, there can be difficulties. There's misunderstandings. There's hurt feelings. There's all these things that happen. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of marriages. I've known people that just thought, if I could just get married, i got to get married. And the first thing that came along with legs and a smile, you know, was like, well, that'll work. I guess that'll do. I don't know why I said legs and a smile, what that's got to do with anything. But the first person that came along, I'm telling you, you talk about asking for trouble. It's a whole lot worse to marry the wrong person. Hey, you're okay being single. It's okay. You're okay not having a boyfriend or a girlfriend. It's okay. And I'll tell you this, that's one of the things that we teach our kids, and I know it's a little bit different, but again, it's funny how we just fall right in line with whatever society and everything's doing. But I I would like to see my kids, I believe, I personally believe the whole purpose for dating or courting or whatever is finding a mate. I'm not all about my little girl or my my boy having, uh, you know, 1,500 girlfriends and boyfriends before they ever meet the person. You know what? I mean, have friends, develop friendships and everything, but it's not all about being boyfriend and girlfriend. It's about being, you can be friends, you can grow together, but when it comes to really dating, I don't know why, yeah, I'm dating this person now, I'm dating this other person there. That's, I, I just don't believe that's wise. I mean, see what God has for you. And don't feel like I've got, everybody has a boyfriend. I've got to have a boyfriend. Everybody's got a girlfriend. I've got to have a girlfriend. That's not the case. Uh, and so uh, you, can, you can be complete and you are complete in Him. Marriage can be a beautiful bonus and a blessed bonus. But listen, it is not the essential definition of who you are. You do not have to be married in order to be somebody. You do not have to have a boyfriend or girlfriend to be somebody. He has your future prepared. God has a future prepared for you already. He's got it all laid out. If that inc- includes a mate, that person's already out there. Pray for them daily. Amen. Pray for them daily. I mean, and look forward to the day when God brings you together. But in the meantime, God has your future taken care of. Listen, you just just in the meantime, give God your present. Give God today. Give God the time and the life that you had. So in other words, they be, we need to understand that we are complete in the Lord. Go over, if you will, and I'm going to try to share these verses with you quickly here in 1 Corinthians chapter number 7. While you're turning there, I'm going to share with you some myths about singles. These are some myths I just found for singles. All singles, especially women, want to be married. Uh, that's not always the case. Some people do stay single. Uh, single men are irresponsible because that, that's a myth. Some men know themselves well enough to know they're not ready for marriage. This does not make them irresponsible or afraid of commitment. Uh, another one, singles are sexually frustrated. According to several national studies of non-Christian singles, sexuality ranks fifth in order of importance in their lives. You go find people. It is not this is this is a proven fact. You go try to find people that are only finding and looking for some kind of contentment in, in sexuality and in, in, in what they define intimacy, you're gonna find some of the loneliest, uh, saddest uh, people that you'll ever find. Because they keep giving themselves away, and I'm telling you, the more they give themselves away, the further down they go. Uh, 
And I know, I know the way it's glorified in Hollywood, and I understand the way it's glorified in all of these, but folks, I'm telling you, you the, the facts uh, clearly uh, say go against that. Uh, Thank God for the intimacy of marriage. Thank God that He's the one that created that intimacy to be enjoyed. Uh, and what a blessing and beautiful, wonderful thing that is. But I'm telling you, outside of the bonds of marriage, you're asking for trouble. Amen. But it's not even that high on the list. Sexuality ranks fifth in order of importance in their lives. Uh, that, that was actually among non-Christians. Just just Christians in general, or, or I'm sorry, singles in general. Finding the right person will solve all your problems. Uh, some people think that. That's another myth. Um, being married is not an insurance policy for happiness, satisfaction, or fulfillment. Oh, I'm married. Oh, good news, man. You'll be satisfied and fulfilled and happy now for the rest of your life. Not a guarantee. Um, all single adults are lonely. That's another myth. You feel like you're lonely because you're single. Did you know the loneliest people in the world are not singles? They're married people whose hearts are miles apart while they sleep back to back. Oh, I'm so lonely, I have nobody. Try finding two people that live together but don't communicate, don't talk, miles apart. That's loneliness. Uh, singles are selfish. That's another myth. The reality is that they have no way to mask their selfishness. They, they can't say no because somebody has a soccer game or somebody's not feeling well. They, they come across sometimes as selfish, but singles aren't selfish. Only a large church can offer something for singles. That's not true either. Amen. Another one is uh, single adults don't understand family life. The passage I'm about to share with you here briefly, uh, it was written by the Apostle Paul which I believe, I believe that Paul probably was at one time married. History tells us that in order to be a part of the Sanhedrin, uh, you, you, that, that marriage was a requirement. We know that Paul was a member of the Sanhedrin, but that's just kind of connecting the dots. Uh, but we know for one thing's for sure, by the time the Lord saved him, if he, if he had been married, uh, he was no longer married, assuming his wife had passed away, if he was ever married. But guess who God used to tell us and teach us the most about the home in the New Testament? The Apostle Paul. Uh, now, it, it's, uh, so, so, so Nehemiah and Paul understood it, and uh, so do many single adults. And so, just a couple of myths there, but look with me quickly here in chapter 7 of 1 Corinthians and verse uh, number 25. Actually, uh, I believe... For the, uh, for the sake of time, let me pick up in verse 32. I encourage you to read all this later, but uh, verse 32, but I would, I would have you without carefulness. Now again, Sunday school class, what are we talking about there? Carefulness. Worry. 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 I would have you without carefulness. He that is unmarried careth for the things that belongeth to the Lord. Uh, how he may please the Lord. Did you know that there are some great benefits to being single? According to what the Scripture says right here, if you're single, you're not worried and concerned about another individual. You can just focus on yourself and your relationship to the Lord. Verse 33, But he that is married careth for the things that are of the, of the world, how he may please his wife. There's a difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried 
The unmarried woman careth for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in body and in spirit. But she that is married careth for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, and that you may attend upon the Lord without distraction. So, so what happens is marriage can bring division. Now, I don't mean division necessarily in a negative sense, but it's a division in this sense. You can't always have a single-mindedness of, you know, I don't just come home if I'm wise and say, hey, Melanie, this is what we're doing with the rest of our lives. Oh, because if I'm considerate, there's going to be a division there to where I've got to stop and think, okay, Lord, if this is what you want me to do, I need to talk to Melanie about this. This is something we need to pray about. This is something that we need to uh, do together. So there's a division in that sense. But if you're single, guess what? God, you know, I think about uh, uh, one of the missionaries that, that we've had come by here. She's a missionary in Taiwan, single lady. Uh, and guess what? When, when God was calling her to Taiwan, she didn't have to say, well, Lord, I really hope you laid on my husband's heart to go to Taiwan. You know what she's able to do? I'm going to Taiwan. <laughs> what God wants me to do, I'm going. Um, and so there's, there's not the division, then there's not the distraction. Now, lest you think I'm talking bad about marriage, I'm not. I'm just reading the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Uh, but it's just saying, it, it's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful thing. I would not trade it. Believe me, I don't read these verses and say, man, I always try to stay single. Uh, you, are, you are not looking at that guy because it was God's will for my life to get married when I got married and Marry the person that I'm married, and I'm so blessed in that. But what I'm telling you, I'm trying to speak to the single people today in this regard. Uh, but look at verse 34. I'm sorry, I read that already. Uh, verse 35. But this I speak for your own profit that I may not cast a curse. I read that too. Verse 36. But if any man think that he behaveth himself uncomely toward his virgin and past the flower of her age, and this talks about growing older, sometimes if you're not careful, you can begin to think to yourself that you're getting too old, that you're getting old. But just remember this. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And He has a calling. And, and, and one of the things that's really being addressed in these is this. We started off by talking about you're complete in Him. You are a complete Christian whether you're married or not. And by the way, every one of us, there's another verse in here that I didn't read, but it talks about how there's ways in which we need to have the attitude as if we didn't have a wife or a husband in these verses. Now be careful about that. That could be taken out of context. But what he's just simply saying is this. We need to make sure that our contentment is in Christ. That, that He is our number one. And that how beautiful it is together when you have this as number one. But the contentment factor. But then there's the factor of the calling. You have a calling. You have a purpose. You can serve God. As a single, you can serve God. I've known single men. I've, I've known single men that God's called to preach. Um, and man, you know what? One thing they're not worried about, I can think of one, and they talk about, man, you go by his house and like he literally had a chair and a table in his, his living room. It's like nothing hardly there. You know what? He didn't have to have nice decor in the house. <laughs> Didn't really matter. He didn't. And, and there's there's men. Arguably, one thing I'll tell you this: I committed to when when, when and even before I got married. I was going to be a husband, amen? And I was going to be a family man. I was going to put God first, my family second, and the ministry, the church, third. And by the way, by doing that, it enhances. You put God first, it enhances and lifts up and elevates every other relationship. Amen. It doesn't take away from it. I, I say that because I've known too many people, oh, well, Pastor, we're putting the, our family first, and so uh, we're no, no longer going to be involved in the church, and we're no longer going to serve. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? If, if you're putting God first, then that's going to enhance the church, not take away from 
from the church. And it doesn't mean that you can't, you may have to, there may be a ministry or something you can't take on. I'm not saying that, but I'm talking about people that just totally uh, forsake the church. Uh, no, to, together. And so, but there's been these preachers over the years. I can think of some of the famous preachers. I believe one of the Wesley brothers, I just mentioned them the other week, but one of the famous uh, preachers, their wives ended up leaving them. Why? Because they were gone months at a time. Years at a time. I wonder sometimes, I think it's maybe, a, I question some, some of these guys, maybe you shouldn't have got married, dude. If you wasn't going to raise your kids and you're not going to live with your wife, you know, and you're just going to travel all the time, but that's just me. Uh, but, but again, if that's their calling, they can go do that and then I'll have that responsibility. So there's the calling part of it. And then there is, uh, lastly, I've, I kind of started off this, but the contentment part to it. Rushing into marriage, rushing into marriage can create much more problems uh, than you have already. Um, and on the contentment part, I want to say this: I, I think of people, I know people. Melanie and I know a uh, a girl, a girl I went to school with, and her dad was a preacher. Her sister married a preacher, and one of the things that she really wanted is she wanted to get married, and she wanted to marry a preacher. Um, well, lo and behold, there was a guy that. Started coming to our church, uh, moved down to our area, and sure enough, he was a preacher's son. He was about the right age, and so, man, it was kind of lickety-split. I guess he's the one. I'll get married to this guy. He ended up being a total shyster and a fraud and everything else, and it's just like she rushed into that marriage, and I'm telling you, she'd have been a whole lot better just to stay single for a while. Just you don't don't just take the very first thing that comes along. Uh, young people don't feel like you've got to have this boyfriend and girlfriend all the time. Amen. Seek to serve the Lord, but have some contentment. We err not only as singles, but we err in our marriage. I started off with this: when our relationships, our marriages, when we depend on other human beings to make us complete, happy, and content. Uh, content is found by is not found in the physical either. There's so many things I'd like to say. But I'll close with some of these verses and an admonition. The Bible says, Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as ye have. Why? For he has said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. Single person, don't say you're alone because you're not. Amen. God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake thee. Amen. Be content. Be content. Philippians 4.11, He says, I've learned whatsoever state I am, therewith to be content. Uh, 2 Corinthians 3, 5, he, our sufficiency is in God or is of God. And then lastly, this is where I would charge you with the familiar passage as a single especially, but for every one of, this, uh, for every one of us this applies. Matthew 6, 33, Jesus said, But seek ye first the kingdom of God Amen. and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Amen. Listen, seek the Lord. And God will take care of bringing a mate into your life. Amen. You can pray about it, but listen, don't identify yourself as incomplete. Amen. You may feel that way, but the truth is, you're complete. You complete me, Lord. Amen. Amen. You complete me, Lord. And so, uh, He completes us. He gives us contentment and He gives us a calling. Take advantage of this. Young person, don't get all caught up in all the... You, you don't have to be all up in the drama of what it means to have a boyfriend and a girlfriend all the time. Amen. You need to say, you know what? We need to be, be, we need to be about serving the Lord. Yes. Uh, we need Our main thing needs to be serving the Lord. Uh, and uh, so may the Lord help that to be uh, the case with each of us. Let's all stand. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Now that message today was primarily focused toward those that are saved by the grace of God. 
There's many ways in which it can apply to you if you do not know the Lord as your Savior. But I want to say this today, that if you do not know Christ as your Savior today, He loves you. You talk about a relationship, He died for your sins on the cross so that you could be saved. And if you're not saved today, I beg you to come to the Lord. And Kim, would you come? She's coming to play. Uh, But if if the Lord spoke to your heart in any way, but I, I just want to challenge, and I want to encourage you, if you're a single individual, and I don't care whether you're a kid or whether you're a grown person, seek the Lord. Put God first. Honor Him. Serve Him. Take advantage of this time that you have to make a difference for Him. If it felt like I was disparaging marriage in any way, I surely wasn't. And I hope that's clear. But as a single, I want you to be able to enjoy like God said you can enjoy. I want you to be able to go like God said you can go. Don't focus on all the negatives of being single. Man, God says there's a lot of positives to being single. A lot of positives to being single. 